0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall guy.
1: Guy. the poster said.
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to
1: make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG 13. With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: No purchase necessary for you prohibited by law 18 plus Terms and conditions apply see website for details 1865 the nottingham forest podcast is proudly sponsored by the terrace the home of retro and fan culture sports merchandising check out their range of forest merch by visiting theterracestore.com or visit them on social media the 1865 match report Hello to Reds fans and football fans all over the world. This is the 1865 match report. The morning after Forest went away to Reading and got a one-all draw. We're going to talk about the match in just a minute or so, but before we do, just a little reminder that we are currently running a bit of a giveaway. So if you would like some Forest merch, then check out the details on our social media. All you have to do is write a review of our podcast. Send a screenshot of that review into us at forestramble at gmail.com and we will be selecting some lucky winners to receive either a forest mug or a mini kit hanger for your car window. And the closing date for that is eight o'clock, which is kickoff time in the West Brom match on Friday. Okay, let's talk about the match. And I'm joined by the Maradon the Midlands to talk about Forest's 1 1 draw away at Reading. Uh, it's worth noting that Forrest stuck with a back four today. So the only change from the match against Preston was Alex Martin dropping out and Joe Lolly coming in in the front three. Um, well, front three-ish, I suppose. And um, it was actually a very, very good start for Forrest because, well, they started well. But then they capitalised on that with a goal after just three minutes by Philip Zinkernagel, who was playing in the non- number ten position, and married on the Midlands. Let's take a minute to talk about this goal because it's quite something, wasn't it?
1: It was. Yeah, he picked it up sort of um, about 10, 10 or fifteen yards into the Reading, Reading half. It was I think it was one two with somebody. I can't quite remember because who. Lolly, and then he sort lolly, yeah, and jinked past sort of one, one player. Two-player, three-player, kept his composure, got to the edge of the box and uh, sort of hit it into the bottom corner. It was a really good quality goal, not not something uh, you'd associate with championship football all the time, maybe.
0: Yeah, it's a strange one, actually, because Oli Watkins scored uh, a bit of a belter for for Villa yesterday, where he got free, and the difference being there is that Watkins was on the counter-attack, so he used his pace to get down the left-hand side, cut in, made to shoot, and then Met took the shot and put it in the far corner. But i say there's a difference here, which is that Watkins was on the counter-attack. Zinconagel basically went through the Reading midfield and defence. And I'm sure if you're the Reading manager, you'd be saying, well, I want my team to defend a bit better there. But actually, I would say that on this occasion, it was mainly down to Zinconagel. And I particularly liked the moment where he feigned to shoot and took out two players and the goalkeeper, basically.
1: Yeah, it's, it's good composure. It's, 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 it's what you want a quality player to do, to have that time on the ball, have that composure. And it, it was interesting to see Steve Cooper's comments after the match that he, he thinks that's something that Sinkanago can do more. Be pre-match, I was when I heard Carvalho was on the bench, I was thinking, well, has Sinkanago done much more than Carvalho used to do in matches? I was thinking, probably not. He's maybe... A, a bigger physical presence and gets in the way of things a bit more. But in terms of contributing goals and assists, I was thinking, well, I don't know. I'd be interested to see what what Carl would do after a few months of uh, Steve Cooper coaching, and what sort of level of improvement we'd see in him if he ever got a chance on the on the pitch. So, yeah, it was a, t- a timely goal from Meskinagel. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, we might. If well, Let's see how we're doing for time. We might come back to uh, to the whole midfield uh, conundrum in just a little uh, while. But it's worth pointing out as well that, let's be honest, OK, Forest had that early flourish and they looked good and they took the lead, which is all very good. But on the other hand, it was Reading who then came back into it. And as you'd expect the home side, look, let's be honest, before the match, all the talk was about two things, and they were both to do with Reading. Number one was their six-point deduction for um, uh, financial irregularities, if we put it that way. And then the other one was them signing Andy Carroll. Um, but they came in, they came back into the match, and they had a sort of... I felt they were kind of galvanised. They thought, we're at home. Without the six-point deduction, Forrest and Reading were pretty much neck and neck in the table, which even at this early stage of the season probably tells you something. And then they did come along and they created a few, I would call them slightly more than half chances. So Danny Drinkwater had a shot from the edge of the box, which was saved by Samba. It then had a rather um, ugly ricochet, which could have, gone, could have gone wrong for Forrest. Baba Rahman had a, a bit of a fizzer, which again, Samba pushed away. So, and then right at the end of the half, um, George Pushkas, I think is kind of ricocheted in towards him. I think a striker in form probably would have put that away, but Samba came out well to smother it. So Reading probably had the lion's share of the first half after Forrest had taken the lead. So, I mean, from your point of view, I think Maradon, the Midlands, away from home against a team who are more or less level with you in the table, you kind of take a 1-0 lead at halftime, don't you?
1: You do. I'm not going to lie. There's a slight element of disappointment. And when, when you score so early, you, start, you do start dreaming, especially with Reading's problems going into the match with all their injuries and the, uh, the psychological blow of the um, points deduction. You do think, oh, maybe we could be on to a big win here. And you start, just start getting ahead of yourself as a football fan. Uh, but on the balance of play, um, you've got to be happy with the 1-0 halftime lead because, as you say, they have their chance as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, that, that kind of psychological blow. I think the bigger thing that you mentioned there was injuries. Reading have got a lot of players out at the moment. Um, but on the other hand, I would also say that, um, you know, that six point deduction, it makes it, it goes one way or the other, doesn't it? And in this case, I think that Reading kind of they rolled their sleeves up and thought, OK, What the first thing is we need to make sure we're not going to go down and we need to kind of cement our place uh, in the championship. So I think they, they had a little bit of extra oomph there. Um, the other thing that's noticeable is uh, uh, the, the names that we've mentioned there. Danny Drinkwater, Baba Rachman, Andy Carroll. Um, having had to let a lot of players go over the last sort of year or so, they have managed to get a bit of a mix of youth and experience in there. So Andy Yeardom was proving a thorn in forest side down the left-hand side. And, uh, but you know, so that's a young homegrown player, but then they have the experienced players brought in on loan and, and and filling other places in the squad. They had Scott down at the back um, who we'll mention in a minute. Um, One other footnote from the first half was Max Lowe went off and it was a, uh, looks like a groin injury. And, um, we kind of thought, oh, what they're gonna do here? They're not gonna put Cole back to left back in a in a back four. And sure enough, they didn't. So we saw, not for the first time, the triumphant return of Gaitan Bong.
1: Yeah. And um I guess a few forest fans around the country would have been a bit nervous when they saw saw him coming on, but I think he did a solid enough job. You see, I mean the for all his detractors, he he does have some odd stinkers here and there, but then he also has some okay games and he has some half decent games sometimes. So it's just a um, roll of the dice. And again, similar situation with as I mentioned with Carvalho, it'd be interesting to see if there's been a, a marked improvement in him under Steve Cooper. Whether having him coaching him has helped him as well. Um, so yeah, I wasn't too worried. I thought yeah, he can do a solid job. I'm I'm, I'm not one of the haters. Guy yeah,
0: time. it's um, yeah, it's a strange one, really, because um, uh, it's worth pointing out that, that Bong has been on the bench for pretty much every match that Cooper's been in charge, and he's spoken warmly about his contribution on the training pitch. Uh, so whether that's a bit psychological, knowing that he's the only fit defender that a senior defender that Forrest have left, I don't know, but anyway, he's 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 in the team, um, in this second half, and Forrest really, really could have taken the lead. Very early on in the second half, um, it was actually a bit of a belting run from our veteran skipper, Lewis Graben, who went down to the corner flag, beat his man, cut inside, uh, took out another defender and then took out the goalkeeper before shooting at which point Liam Moore got back on the line and cleared it away. Now, on social media, there's been a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth about this one. Oh, we should have squared it. Even David Johnson, Brennan's dad, was, uh, was uh, foaming at the mouth. That might have been because Brennan was one of the players who was uh, at the far stick waiting for the pass. But if you're Lewis Graben, you have scored, what, eight or nine goals in however many matches this season, you're not going to pass, are you?
1: No, I'm, I'm not even sure he, he ever looked up to you. <laughs> I've been mean, the highlights since the game. I, th- I think his head was down. He was just concentrate on, on finishing. And it, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a shock to him to see, see it come back off the line. In hindsight, yeah, he should have squared it. It would have been an easy tap in for one of the other players. Um, but that's strikers for you, isn't it? They, they don't like passing in those situations.
0: Well, I would also argue he didn't do much wrong, because it's not like it was a tame shot and Moore had time to run back and clear it. I think that uh, Graben hit it with a reasonable amount of direction and, and a reasonable amount of power, um, but Moore anticipated it well. Should he have passed it? You know, that's the debate we could have until the cows come home. Now, that proved to be crucial, didn't it? Because, uh, as we expected... Reading did bring on Andy Carroll. They took off Liam Moore to uh, took off a center half, put on a, a great big center forward. And you know, I think Forrest prepared for this, and that's one of the things that having Figueroa on the bench. But before they could make that change, Carroll was on for all of about two minutes, and he was involved in a move which led to Forrest conceding a corner. And then here's a bit of a poor goal to concede, in my opinion, is a very flat corner, which is a tactic, is a flat shot from Scott Dan. But the Forest defenders and goalkeeper were all flat footed at the same time. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, from from conceding a point of view, it it felt soft. It looks soft. It's... um, you never like to give somebody that much time in, in your box and it's pretty much a free shot, really. Um, I don't know who was responsible for marking him. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's, I don't know who it was, but it should have been maybe a bit tighter and it just felt like a really bad goal to concede at that point. I think they were Maybe we were all prepared for a, um, a a Carroll thundering header. And so mm. there the, was good, maybe good coaching, good management from, from Reading to say, all right, they're expecting one to Andy Carroll. Let's just play it in low and flat. And that caught us by surprise.
0: Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. And then just after that, Forrest did make the change to kind of try and counter that. So they did bring on uh, Tobias Figueredo, and he came on for Lolly and it saw us move from the 4 one back to the kind of the 3 4 one two three four two one type of formation that we've become a bit we're a bit more accustomed to in, in Steve Cooper's early matches, and you know what I think it kind of did the job, didn't it? It meant that um, uh, it meant that uh, the match kind of neutralised. It's not to say there wasn't any goal mouth action because both teams uh, you know had moments of looking threatening, but uh, on the other hand. I would say that Forrest probably had the main chance in the remainder of the match. Again, it was that man, Lewis Graben, and he got forward. He rounded the keeper and he could only find the side netting. It reminded me of when he did something very similar um, this time last year against Rotherham. So he did. it's like he did all the hard work and then he just sort of stumbled a little bit at the end. And again, if you're a striker in form, you kind of think you want to be scoring that. But I don't know. How critical should we be of Graben?
1: Um, it's always difficult. I it, it, for it, it, the angle became very acute very quickly. Um, and if you're going for that shot with with your left foot from the left side of the goal, it, it's always it's always a balance of, sort of hitting it in the goal and not making it curl away from the goal. Um, it's a difficult skill on the run, on the move. So, it. I mean, ideally, you want him to score that. Um. A player of his quality and, and we've seen him score those sort of goals in the past just wasn't his day was it I suppose you can't you can't be too harsh on him because he's been brilliant the last few weeks Um and um, I'm sure he'll score those again in the future for us.
0: Yeah I mean before the match Reggie Nottingham did quite a bit talking about Lewis Grabham because obviously his goals against Preston were his 50th and 51st and there's a lot of talk about um, you know how he's been Steve Cooper's emphasised, you know, his responsibility and his role as captain, and and has very much put faith in him as the leading striker. Uh, but on the other hand, it doesn't take much to get the vultures on social media um, to to come circling and apparently he's he's no longer good enough he's he's passed it he should have scored he should have uh, passed it earlier he should have done this he should have done that why is he the captain um just goes to show doesn't it some people are never happy and particularly football fans and particularly football fans on social media
1: yeah you can't please all the people all the time and it's just it's just too easy to that sort of gut feeling, as soon as you, you have it, in, in the old days you just would have sworn and, and kicked, kicked the cat, I suppose, and these days it's just too easy to keep phones in your hand all the time just to put whatever's in your head um, onto social media. It's not a place for sort of reason, thoughts and arguments, um, and so we should, probably shouldn't take it too seriously.
0: Yeah, as uh, as once again, you've heard me say this before, but as Nick Miller of this parish has said uh, memorably, uh, Twitter is where nuance goes to die. Um, so it ended up being one all. Uh, Reading had slightly more in the terms of possession, but in terms of um, efforts on goal and so on, it was a lot more even. Uh, Velko Paunovic seemed reasonably happy with it. Steve Cooper seemed reasonably happy with it. He did say that really we should have, like you said, married on the midlands, should have turned the screw and tried to 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 take advantage when we were a goal up. Um, Despite their injuries, Reading aren't a bad team. Again, I think we're now at the stage of the season whereby the table starts to take shape. So you take away the points deduction and you think, well, Reading and Forest are pretty much level pegging. And I think that's what we saw with the match, wasn't it?
1: It was, yeah. I mean, they've got the points deduction because they've spent a bucket load of money over the last few years. So you'd expect them to have a decent squad still and good players. Um and yeah, they it, see it's very even. They've been on good runs during this season as well, where they sort of looks like they might be serious promotion contenders. Um and yesterday they, they had still really good players on the pitch. Swift, Dan, um, Pushkas. I was surprised he hadn't scored all season because he, he was so so prolific last season. Um so yeah, it is from away from home you take a point. But pre-match, we start just the way we've been playing recently. You start to think maybe yeah, we'll we we'll win at Reading. It's you, that's that's a danger of the championship. As soon as you start expecting things, it, it sort of uh, bites you bites you in the bum again because it's it's just such a tough season. As it goes on, there's so many games. There's always time for teams to uh, go into go into form and go out of form and for injuries to take effect and suspensions. Um, And all the teams are really quite even. We mentioned it on the last podcast. So anybody down from even sort of West Brom, they looked a bit better, but they're starting to lose a few games now. Anybody from West Brom all the way down to say Sheffield United, Bristol city, they're all pretty even teams. So when you're looking at the fixes, you think, well, that could go either way. They could win that. That's, I was looking at Swansea, Blackpool, I think, how do you predict that? It could go either way. Um, Preston played Cardiff, was it? And mm-hmm. uh, you think it could go either way. They're just all very, even though Preston had had a, a relatively decent start to the season, Cardiff had a reason, reasonably poor start to the season. Uh, the managerial changes come into it. They're there starting to come, kick in across the division now. And you just, it's all very even.
0: It could it could go either way for most yeah. teams. And, and on that topic, OK, so if we're using Preston and, and Cardiff as, as as examples, well, you know, those are teams for whom the pendulum has swung a little bit. So Preston had a decent run and now, you know, all hell is breaking loose, apparently, um, in terms of there's a lot of criticism at the club and at the manager and so on. Um, Cardiff has gone the other way, hasn't it? So they get rid of the manager, Steve Morrison comes in, unproven, but... He's got them getting results. One of the things that I take some heart from is the fact that Forest have been relatively consistent. Um, there's just been the one defeat under Cooper, and sure, there's been some results which you'd hope would be better, but there's also been a couple of where you think, you know, what we've got away with that. Um, so, uh, so I think that actually on the whole, that's that's those are those are promising signs for for Forest because in the championship, if you can find some consistency, then that can hopefully lead to to good things, or at least um, you know in Forrest's case and improvements upon where they were.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean I think Soros' stat before the game that only only Bournemouth and Fulham have picked up more points since um, since Steve Cooper took over. I mean if if we hadn't had such a terrible start we'd be right in the mix now. Um, so that gives you hope. Um, the, the obviously the the loan situation sort of casts a bit of a shadow over the coming month, six weeks or so. Um Those as, as people starting to worry about that now, but we've just got to, as as the old cliche goes, you've just got to take it one game at a time, and um just try and win win the next game. The next game is Luton, Uh and it's going to be another tough game. If, if I was an outsider looking at that fixture, I was I saying it could go either way again. It could, but the Luton QPR, I was looking at it before the match, thinking that could go either way. Luton mm-hmm. Forest, that could go either way. There's no. They, it's just a toss of a coin on a lot of these championship matches these these days. The so teams are so even.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, as we're towards the tail end of November, this is the the kind of time when I do start to look at the table. I tend to ignore the table um, until kind of mid-late November um, or early December. And actually, I've mentioned how Reading are um, more or less level pegging with us without the points deduction. Uh, Luton are one point ahead of us and out of their 18 matches, they've won six, drawn six, lost six. Forrest have won six, drawn five, lost seven. But as you say, seven losses of which those came in the first eight games of the season. So Cooper, uh, was, you know, he had quite a hefty handicap when he took over as, as Forest gaffer, um, Luton have got a very good away records. So it's, uh, yeah, it could go either way, but it's certainly not going to be a pushover. And, um, I'd also add in there, uh, we talked about Max Lowe. Max Lowe is going to be out, certainly for the Luton match, probably for a little bit longer. And so it may lead to um, a bit of a change. Now, I guess the main options are, do we bring in Bong as the um, as the left back? Or the other option is, I suppose, to go to back to a back three and shift Cole back to the left again, um, which would probably mean Garner coming in. Now, there is a variable that... I've just seen, I've not seen confirmed. I have a feeling that Ryan Yates might have picked up his fifth booking um, yesterday, in which case he'd be out. So I would imagine I'd probably be a gamble too far to move both Yates and uh, to have a midfield without Yates and Colback, Wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, I would think so. You'd want at least one of them uh, in there. Um, Because they've just sort of been the pivot upon which we've sort of built this good run on there, sort of. Uh, strength and power and um just the drive they've given us so yeah losing both of them would be a, would leave a big hole in the centre midfield um i i don't know what the, the other full backs that we have at the club is uh, richardson fit, unfit yeah, now i don't know i, what's I guess i guess,
0: i guess richardson would be the would be the other option if you want to bring in an actual full who can play at left wing back Um, but I mean, I'd imagine, you know, Bong's ahead of him in the pecking order really, isn't he? So I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Bong play. What we don't know is what formation uh, that will lead to. Um, Will Cooper feel more comfortable going back to a three against a team like Luton. So I guess we have to wait and see. Um, worth pointing out just to kind of round off that um, those people who were at the match were saying that Colback was once again absolutely outstanding. So uh, once again, we doff our caps to the ginger Pirlo and we say thank you to the Maradon the Midlands for joining us today. Just a little reminder as well if you follow us on social media as well as our giveaway, you will notice that we are putting up our team predictions before matches, and those are created using the FanHub team predictor. So if you want to get in on that, then keep an eye out because we put out golden ticket codes. So if you want to join the FanHub app, uh, you can predict your team, check in at matches, follow the news feeds, and get rewards for it. So uh, we say thank you to FanHub. We say thank you to our sponsors, The Terrace, who've given us the merch for our giveaway. And we say thank you to you, listener, for joining us.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: 18 plus.